Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Hello, Thank you for joining me in my second episode of The Spilled Tea. I will have an intro that's coming. Um, This is David, David O'Quinn, and I just wanted to give you guys a a little bit more of an update. So I don't think a lot of you knew this. Maybe I didn't talk about it, I'm not sure, but the entire time that I was hosting with Doug on um, Talk Soup with Doug, Kyle, Jamelin, um, Dallas, from November up until January. I was actually unemployed, and it really sucked. So, and then in January, I had no unemployment benefits because the government cut me off. Um, they'll cut everybody off, not just me. So, for a month, I had no income. I applied for this job at a utility in Springfield, and I was a temp. I got it. I started work February 10th, and it was in customer service. It was great. I met some great people, but it was different, too. I think because I was unemployed for so long, I brought a different mentality to the table, so I took so many notes and I studied and I made sure to ask a lot of questions and I did everything right. Well, once I got out of training, I sat in my desk next to this wonderful girl named Danielle. Danielle and I clicked instantly. And, you know, it was really great. Everything was great. And from February up until last Friday, I was really loving my job. I was loving the people. It was a commute of two minutes away from my house. Like, it was great. On Monday of this week, started my new job within the company. I started working in Brockton, Massachusetts, which is, I live in Springfield, Mass, which is Western Mass, if anybody knows Massachusetts. And... Brockton, Massachusetts is about 20 or 30 minutes south of Boston. Same company, but instead of being a temp, I am a permanent um, employee. So it's been great this whole week. You know, even though it's an hour and a half away, let me tell you something. It is so amazing to work for a company, the same company, and I have so much support. Last night, I actually went to one of my manager, who was my manager in the Springfield location. I went to her going away party. She's moving to Ohio. And it's, it's like I picked right back up where I left off. Everybody was so supportive. And how's the new job? We miss you. I've never had so much support. Now, I've had past jobs where I've had one or two people who are supportive and who, who I could – rely on it 
friends, you know, at work. But nothing like this, nothing like the, almost the entire call center of like 40 people being extremely supportive, the managers being extremely supportive. At one point before I left, the top manager who ran the whole call center and his boss pulled me into a room and said, we want you to stay. That made me feel like I was on top of the world when that happened. But at the same time, I was a little freaked out because I, I didn't understand it. It never happened to me before. And, of course, everyone said, no one's ever done that with the temp. They must really want you. And so now that I'm in my new position, it's the same thing. They're just so great. But I just wanted to give you an update on my job situation. I'm doing great. Um, also, another good thing, uh, May 22nd, I put out the third and final book in the series. I'm titling the series called Always, and if anybody from Guiding Light remembers anything about Guiding Light, they remember Reva and Josh, and I felt like um, the characters in my book, I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't read my book, which is everybody. <laughs> I feel like the two love interests, the main love interests are like Josh and Reva. They keep gravitating back towards each other, and no matter what, trials and tribulations they go through, they gravitate towards each other. So I really, really love this book series. And, and it's not just, you know, I'm not trying to... Of course, every person who's ever put out a book, they want to be a bestseller. They want to be J.K. Rowling. You know, they want to be Dan Brown. I know I'm probably never going to be that, but I just want people to read it and think because... The first book, Who I Am and What I Want, it's about a trans woman, a black trans woman named Desiree Anderson, who's just trying to find herself. She's trying to find out who she is and what she wants out of life. And she's leading a fairly normal life working in retail. And I feel like that book is someone else's story because the average person doesn't know a trans, transgendered person. I understand that. But it really does set up for the second book called The Family Portrait. Now, The Family Portrait takes you back into the 80s where an openly gay black 10-year-old comes of age. Now, that is probably the most personal thing I've ever written in my entire life because there are some aspects of my life in there. There are some aspects of my friend's life. There's a lot of fiction. So I think that book is everybody's story. When you're reading it, you'll pick out bits and pieces and, oh, I know a character like that. I know somebody like that. That's me. You'll, you'll pick out something. You'll relate to something. And then the final book is called The It Girl. The It Girl is about Desiree's journey because something happens in the second book, towards the end of the second book. And it puts her on the course towards Hollywood, and she becomes an, an actress. Now, at the time I wrote this, Laverne Cox wasn't nominated for a primetime Emmy. This came out, like I said, May 22nd. In this book, Desiree's up for an Oscar. She's up for Emmys. So that book, I feel is more like what, you're, what everybody wanted their life to be. 
I don't care who you are. At one point in your life, you wanted to be a movie star. You wanted to be a celebrity. You wanted to step into that life and see what it's about. And I took you there. Now, I'm not there, but I use my imagination. And there's one guy that I know from Twitter. If you want to follow him, I think his Twitter handle is Blue Frog. He reviewed every book. And he said, you know, I really liked who I am and what I want. It was pretty good. I really, really liked the family portrait. And then he blew me away by saying he absolutely jadored the it girl. Now, why I'm saying this is important is because this guy doesn't know me from Adam. I don't know him. And I just, I don't know, I just want everybody to read it, and I want everybody to think more about everybody else in the world, not just themselves, which leads me to my next topic. The world suffered a great loss when Robin Williams died. He um, Actually, he didn't die. He committed suicide. And I think there was a collective gasp around the world because I, I don't know about anybody else. I didn't know he was an alcoholic. I didn't know he was a drug addict. I had no idea. I just knew that every single time I saw him on screen in an interview, in a movie, he was on. He was awesome. He was funny. He was crazy. I watched the crazy ones. I did. I thought it was hilarious. So I was shocked to find out that he committed suicide. Even more shocked because he made this movie, and my friend corrected me. It's called Great, The World's Greatest Dad, and it was Robin Williams dealing with the death of his son. His son had killed himself by asphyxiation. He tied a belt around his neck and hung himself in his closet. Now, his son did it for sexual pleasure. Obviously, Robin didn't do it that way. But I just thought, how could he do this when he actually experienced it already? I was just, I was angry at the fact that he did this, you know, and the fact that his family is now going to suffer, and this is going to be their legacy. People aren't going to talk about how funny and great he was. They're going to talk about his death, and I was just really upset. And then this guy, his name is Chris. I'm not going to mention his last name. He used to work with me when I was at Mass Mutual a billion years ago. Chris looked, the only way I can describe him, he looked sort of like Joey Lawrence. He had this, like, 5'9", really built, great butt. He was beautiful face. He, and he was always smiling. He passed away a couple weeks ago. So I was trolling his Facebook page, and it turns out one of his last posts was how he admitted he was a drug addict, and he was recovering and thanking his family and friends for being supportive. And it just broke my heart, and I realized it's not... Robin being selfish. It's not Robin learning his lesson from the movie. It's just that in his mind, he had no other option. He wanted his pain to end, and he just wanted to stop being a burden to people, and he just did that. I will never understand it. I've, I think in, in my life I've thought about it, but I didn't complete it because I was just so... Uh, I, just, I, I, I just didn't feel... I felt I would be stronger standing my ground in this life rather than me taking my life 
and it's over. I can't do a do-over. I can't wake up tomorrow and it's a new day and start all over and fresh. So that's why I didn't do it. But I want all my friends that are listening to know, if you ever have any sort of problem whatsoever, I don't care how bad it is. I don't care if you think that I am completely busy. Call me, text me, email me. I love you to pieces. That's it, you know. Um, You can reach me anytime, anywhere. I have a cell phone, obviously. And I want all of you listening to know that suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary situation. You may be sad today. You may not have great things going on right now, but you have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. The only way to find out is to just, wake up tomorrow, you know? Um, Yeah, so that's my lecture on that. My final, well, two of my final pieces really quickly is I wanted to talk to you guys about the worst thing on The Young and the Restless right now, killed his father. Why it's the worst thing to me is because I don't think that's how it originally was planned. I truly think that Stitch was supposed to have killed his nephew because the way Kelly was acting, you're a murderer, you're a murderer. She was, like, really upset. And for it to come out that he killed his abusive father, it makes it seem like Kelly is okay with that. She's okay with the abuse. It kind of ruined the character in my eyes. Now I kind of don't like her because she's supporting the abusive dad. Now, granted, the dad shouldn't be dead. Like, he shouldn't have killed anybody. But he did it to protect him and his mother. How Kelly can wrap her brain that Stitch is a killer because of that, just, ugh, I'm sorry. That, that was a bad writing plot. It shouldn't have happened. I wish it was that he accidentally killed his nephew. That would make so much more sense to why Kelly hated him so much. But that's just me. And the other thing on GH that is just, it broke me down. We had Ryan Carnes on the show on, uh, on Air with Doug. If you look it up, um, you can listen to the show. We told him, do you realize you're in a brown, groundbreaking storyline? A groundbreaking storyline where it's a gay triangle with a white guy, a black guy, and an Asian guy. Huge in daytime. Nobody's even talking about it, but it is groundbreaking. And so what does the head writer do? He makes them have a three-way relationship. Is this really how we want to present ourselves? First of all, not every gay man on the face of the planet watches the Golden Girls. I do, but I know other gay men that don't. And not every gay man does every stereotypical gay thing. I don't understand how a gay man writing this could write this storyline so badly. I just don't get it. So that's my spiel on that. And I want to close with summer movies. So right now the best summer movie of all time, of sorry, of 2014 has to be Maleficent. Angelina Jolie is back, folks. She brought it. I would not be surprised if she was nominated for an Oscar. That's how amazing she was. Her English accent is perfect. 
this woman is just, she can do no wrong in my eyes. Another great movie, which was surprising to me, was Spider-Man 2. It was funny. It was bombastic. It was amazing. But it broke your heart. I mean, it broke my heart. Um, Definitely go see that one. The most terrible movie of the summer has to be Lucy. It was so bad. They should have called it Loser. It was the most terrible movie. I don't understand the plot. I don't get it. I don't understand what the point of making that movie was. Awful. Um, The Purge 2 was better than the first one. I would say, and I love the first one, because this one, the first one was confined to a house. This one is the streets of L.A. and trying to get off of them. So that was pretty amazing. Um, Transformer 4, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, X-Men, good, good, and good. Godzilla was another one that surprised me. It was really good, considering there hasn't been a good Godzilla movie in decades. And I was shocked how much I liked this. There was so much heart to it. There was so much, um, so much plot. There was a love story, of course. The only creepy thing I thought was that um, Elizabeth Olsen and Aaron Taylor Johnson were love interests in the movie. Yet in the new Avengers, they're brother and sister. I don't know what this trend in Hollywood is about because um, Ansel, whatever his name is, and Shaylee Woodley are doing the same thing. They play brother and sister in Divergent, but then they're lovers in The Fault of Our Stars. And it's just so, I don't know. It just feels really creepy. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that's creeped out by it. But um, So, yeah, that's the summer movie guide. And I, this weekend, will hopefully go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I have to see Into the Storm, even though storms scare the bejesus out of me. And I know everybody else thought the same thing. I thought it was Twister Part 2. But um, I'm going to see it anyway, just to see it, you know, get my opinion on it. And um, lastly, I want to wrap this up. I want to say a couple of things. First off, I have a, a new crush. He's been my crush since pretty much the beginning of summer. His name is Cody Deal. You can follow him on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Cody Deal. He um, spelled just like it sounds, C-O-D-Y-D-E-A-L. He's putting together a calendar that I hope that you guys um, support and buy. It's um, $39.95 in the U.S. And um, it's for 2015. He discovered him him on social media. This man is 28 years old, 6 foot 4, blonde hair, blue eyes, and his body. I'm normally not into muscular guys. But, geez, Louise, it's like he, he literally was chiseled out of stone. Like, he is just like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Don't tell Matt Damon that, by the way, because he'll get that. Or Shamar Moore, because that's my number two. But Cody is, and he talks to his fans. That's another thing I love about him. I constantly, if you go on his Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, you're going to see messages from me. But you'll also see messages where he replies to me, and he does it to his other fans. He's a huge pro-gay, straight ally, 
he's just a, a great guy. So definitely follow him and, and buy his calendar. Um, you're going to love talking to him. He's just such a great guy. He's very positive, too. He's, he's very upbeat. He is, though, the king of selfies. So if you want to see a picture of him in his underwear, if you want to see a picture of him, you know, he's got this huge bubble butt, too. It's like a black person's butt. It's insane. Um, and you all know how I love butts. But he, he's just, he's so amazing. You have to follow him. He's also in this movie called Almighty Thor, which is funny because I think he's a freaking god. Um, look, look that up on sci-fi. His act, the movie is okay. His acting is pretty damn good, though. Richard Rico is just, oh, God. I can't go there right now. I don't have the energy. Um, but I also wanted to give a shout-out to Doug. Um, like I said in the, the last podcast, that he graciously let Kyle, Dallas, and I use, you know, continue on the spilled tea and, um, he still supports us, and I still support him, and blah, 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 blah. You know, he's still, he's still a good guy. Um, I just want you guys to pray for him because he's definitely going through it right now, and I'm hoping he gets better so that he can go to school. He's really wanting to do that, so I hope he gets, I hope he gets better quickly. He's also got a new show. Um, it starts in the fall. It's called Men Who Gossip, and it's basically the, the same thing but just with new hosts. So look for that. You know, he's going to be talking about soaps and prime time and Big Brother and all that good stuff. So look for that on Blog Talk and follow it on Instagram at Men Who's Gossip. Also follow it on um, Facebook. Um, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. Um, you can get all three of the books, Who I Am, What I Want, um, the Family Portraits and The It Girl. I have it up now on Amazon, on the Kindle, on BarnesandNoble.com, on the Nook, on iTunes. Uh, it, it's everywhere now. I just, I'm just so happy to have fulfilled a dream and a goal that I've had basically all my life. And I wanted to give you guys a quick shout out and thank you for supporting me and I saw how many people listened to the first show, which was like 15 minutes long. I had a lot of um, a lot of people listen to that, so that was great. And hopefully, I will be doing this next time with my fellow um, host. Dallas is finally out of school, so we can um, have him a little bit longer. Also, um, Kyle has made a huge, huge move in his life, so. Can't wait for you guys to hear about them and how great things are with them now. And we're all just in a really good place. And, again, I just want to thank you guys for being so completely supportive. I appreciate it. Dallas appreciated it. Kyle appreciates it. And I know for a fact Doug appreciates it. So thank you again for tuning in. Um, Sorry this was so all over the place, but I just kind of wanted to get this out there. If they aren't available, I'm going to do some more solo gigs. Um, Also, if you could tweet a couple people for me, I really, really, really want to get some guests on that I've kind of admired. I don't want to Twitter blast them either because I just think that's so cheesy, but I definitely would prefer other people Twitter blasting them. Um, if you could, uh, please, please, please 
for me. I would really appreciate it. If you could tweet um, Miles Gaston, who was Father Sexy on Young and the Restless. Everybody knows him. Um, Melissa Ordwell, I would love to talk to her. She's Abby on The Young and the Restless. And Hunter Haley King, who plays Summer. Uh, Shamar Moore would be an awesome person to interview. I love that guy. He's my number two, by the way. Um, He's not actually my number two, but Jesse Giddings from E! News, he's up there. He's at least in the top ten, I think. And the insanely talented and sexy Jan Michael Gamble, the tennis star, he's, he was featured as Most Beautiful People back in, like, I don't know, 1997 or something. The man has not aged. He looks exactly the same. In fact, he's even hotter. And you want to talk about bubble butts, my God. Um, sorry, I just, he's so hot. And also, um, of course, Cody. I just, I cannot wait to talk to him. I have a feeling they, I tweeted them earlier, so I have a feeling, you know, some of them like the tweet, so I have a feeling I might get some of them as guests, but just as a little push, you know, I'd appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, that's it. And I want to thank you guys so much for, again, being supportive of the show, being supportive of all of us. You can follow me at uh, D-O-Q-U-I-N-N-7-6. You can follow the show at this, um, The Spilled Tea, at The Spilled Tea. Um, follow Dallas. Um, sorry, follow Dallas at um, O-D-A-A-T underscore web series. You can follow Kyle at Kylie SF. Uh, Doug, of course, you can follow it. I, Douglas Michael. And again, you can follow his show at, um, at Men Who Gossip. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. Talk to you very soon. Bye.